big opportunity came when my brother Ted and I went on vacation down to the Caribbean, where I got to see him in action with all those gorgeous girls. Last night just wasn't long enough. The guys had to race up on the beach. Well, how about this one? You can see the See you later tonight, iron thighs. I have to go do my nails. I want to look good for you all over my body. You already do, baby. Wow! She practically tore your bathing suit off. Hey, I think she was hot. You should see her friend. Oh, by the way, fixed you up with her tonight. Wow! A date for me? Thanks, big brother. Anything for you, pal. But listen, tonight, don't embarrass me, okay? So when you got this chick in your room, right, you start banging away at her, make sure she's really screaming loud, all right? Screaming? Sure. Why, do I hurt her? No, it's for the effect. Just think about it. You're in there banging away and she's screaming. Your buddies are outside, okay? They hear her screaming your name and they're going, boy, that Danny, he's hung like a horse. Yeah. Hey, you want another trick? Always works for me? What? Take a big wad of toilet paper, right? Shove it down your pants. Uh-huh. Okay? That way she'll see you. Nice big bulge down there. She's got something to work with, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna have a good time tonight, buddy. Yeah. The following film podcast frequently contains adult content, including foul language and descriptions of adult situations. Spoilers for the films discussed occur often. Listener discretion is advised. Now take it away, Dr. Rausch. <laughs> they must be destroyed on sight! is going away. Thank you. You don't have to keep telling me. Oh, does it actually inform you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little thing comes up and says, Hangouts are going away August 1st, so you're fucked. Or whatever. Stupid. Um, so what are we doing after this? Uh, StreamYard. Uh, no, well, yeah, we could do uh, StreamYard. StreamYard. Yeah. Mobcam StreamYard. It's, it's basically like uh, just like a browser run kind of like OBS kind of thing where we mm. could we could call each other on our own phones and record it to like a like a, a tape cassette player and then upload that. Oh that'd be fucking call the <laughs> shit. We're gonna call we're gonna shit. record on fucking styrofoam cups and uh string. I was gonna say I'll have to buy a lot of strength. But mm-hmm. we'll get there. I was gonna say I mean, just Daniel grow your beard hair that long and we'll just leave <laughs> it between us. That'll take uh, that'll take a couple of weeks, so you know. I was gonna say at least a month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. It's They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 172, and I'm your host, Lee. So they taught me how to have an orgy, Russell. 
Yep. And I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. When in doubt, whip it out, Harper. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't have any uh, hors d'oeuvres uh, here. Hors d'oeuvres? Oh, no? Yeah. No? Okay. Oh, hors d'oeuvres. I think that's how we pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also joined by Paul. Easy as fucking a tomato ramale. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Pretty good. I just got kneed in the groin about three seconds ago. <laughs> and you... Now you just want the woman to leave the room. Just go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Total, uh, total so, gutter ball. Yeah. We're, just we're back go on... and have a threesome with my buddy. That's the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're back on sex comedies for at least a couple weeks, and we're going to be looking at uh, a trauma sex comedy in the first turn-on from 1983. But before we get into that... We do have a couple comments to get through here from the Facebook group. No YouTube comments this time, unfortunately. Oh, how are we going to live without those? No. And uh, people can't see it, but Paul had a double lock there for a brief second. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like fucking Glenn Danzig or some shit. So Cameron Sullivan says uh, he makes a film recommendation. He's doing this now, just like Jeff Williams. He's starting to make some film recommendations. So he recommends The Burglar from 1957. He says, you guys might dig discussing this uh, heist flick for a future episode since it has an unusual atmosphere, much like Tension, 1949, has another bizarre sibling duo who are too close for their own good, although they're technically half-siblings, so it's not incestuous like Scarface, has a carnival in chase with your in-your-face imagery like Lady from Shanghai, whether you guys find it melodramatic or rather fun, you guys might still have fun with this uh, heist film. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, we're never going to have to actually pick a film for ourselves again, Lee. We're just no, gonna, you know, yeah. The our audience is going like, to pick for us. Yeah. The, the the list that our fucking listeners have given us mm. now, we could probably podcast for the next like ten years straight. Yeah. I find it film. easier for them to make the decisions. I like this. It's good. Mm-hmm. Even with my own bet. podcast, just let them do their own thing. Yeah, uh, you know, they can pull the strings as Boris yes. Karloff. Well, well, pander to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> No, actually, it was Bella Lugosi. In, uh, Pull the in, strings. Pull the strings. Yes. Fuck you. Get in this cold water. <laughs> Karloff, fuck that limey son of a bitch. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was from Midwood. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't like each other all that much. Now we have uh, Jeff Williams with his recommendation of the week. And uh, this time it's uh, Utu from 1983, Redux version. Uh, when a Marari scout working with the colonial army comes across a massacred village, he becomes a tad bit dissatisfied with the situation and decides to exact Yutu, which is revenge. An engaging action western out of New Zealand, directed by Jeff Murphy, The Quiet Earth. Oh, okay, I'm already on this. And co-starring the great Bruno Lawrence, Smash Palace, who is also in The Quiet Earth. Yeah, okay, uh, that sounds good. To do just do like an Australian month at some point yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, you had me with a Western from New Zealand, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. right, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So yeah, that's it for comments. Um, we don't have anything we watched in the last little while, do we? Anybody? Nope. nope. That we want to talk about? All right, <laughs> easy enough. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play some podcast promos and some music that I painstakingly had to source for this fucking film because there's no official soundtrack release. So, And uh, I'll, I'll get into that, too, because it's a little bit of a bugbear of mine uh, at this point But um, for some of the songs on the soundtrack. But uh, we'll be right back.
Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops.
First turn on from 1983. I love you. Think back, way back, and remember your first turn on? Yes, it's the first turn on, the new smash comedy that will make your wildest dreams come true. Wish hard enough, your dream can come true. Wow! Yes, what happens when four innocent kids at summer camp and their older, more mature nature counselor... Oh, Mia ...get trapped in a cave-in and must wait to get rescued. They'll have their first turn-on! First time I got laid. Shit, there's been so many. The first turn-on's about young boys. The first turn-on's about young girls. Mm. Am I good enough for you? The first turn-on's about young love. Oh, that box. Ooh, I want it so bad. And romance. Oh! It's about naive teenagers and mature adults. It's about parents. Where's my daddy? And their kids. <laughs> it's about summer camp. We've had fun, but we've matured. And having a rollicking good time. <laughs> the first turn on's crawling with summertime action and adventure. <laughs> I don't care what you do, just get that thing off of me. It's a laugh riot right up your alley. So leave your troubles behind. The first turn-on's a pisser of a comedy. Put up your hands and turn around real slow. You're sure to have a real ball. You'll cave in with laughter. So drop what you're doing. 
grab a seat and see the movie everyone's cheering about. Oh, 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 oh. It's the first turn on. Wow. We've had fun, but we've matured. Directed by Michael Hertz and Lloyd Kaufman. Written by Georgia Harrell, Michael Hertz, Lord Kaufman, Stuart Struton, and Mark Torgel. And it is starring Georgia. There, there's a big cast here. Clearly, clearly, this was a film that needed five writers. Yeah, yeah, and a cast of like thousands, and <laughs> most most of them who never did another film. This, this, this has a cast as large as Ben fucking her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is a truncated cast list I'm reading, by the way, guys. So uh, once I'm done, just just let that sink in a bit. Just no, say they were all name. Italian names. Just say one name and be done with it. There you go. It's truncated, and, and we're gone. There's only there's only one. Sheila Kennedy is the only one really care about. And we're uh, yeah, we'll talk a lot about Sheila Kennedy. Uh, Georgia Harrell is Michelle Farmer. Michael Sandville is Mitch Stud. Uh, Googie Griss is Henry Putz, and he's one of the few guys who's actually had a long career in Hollywood. Like he's he's still making films today, apparently. Awesome. Yeah, John Flood is Danny Anderson. Heidi Miller is Annie Goldberg. Al Pia is Alfred Zitzler. Uh, Betty Pia is Miss Anderson. Gilda Gumbo is Madam Gumbo. Laura Grills is Lucy the Hooker. Christina Mary Witzel is Barbara Billingham. Frank Trent Saldino as Joff. David Berardi as Johnny the Maniac. Ted Henning as Ted. Donna Winter as Mona the Ballbuster. <laughs> great name i'm still uh, trying to figure out how uh madam gumbo got her name yeah i don't know i just mm. who knows uh sheila kennedy pitto's pet sheila kennedy as dream girl uh mark torgel as herself essentially yeah basically as herself <laughs> yeah very much a lot of herself in this film very um, much herself Mark Torgel, uh, who Paul and I know, uh, if you follow Trauma Films, is also the Toxic Marvin. Avenger. Yeah. Although he's only had a few roles, actually, in uh, in sort of Trauma Films, like Toxic Avenger, then like a sequel where he plays the evil version of Melvin. Mm-hmm. And then he's done like a shit ton of editing. That's where his career sort of mm-hmm. went. Yeah. Donna Barnes is Jane. C.O. Ben Fergus is Kathy. Steve Hollander as Stinky. Vincent D'Onofrio in his debut role as Lobotomy, and then Russell Matthews as Pissing Johnny, and that's Mm -hmm. his only credit. So, what what a credit to have on IMDb. I'm Pissing Johnny. I mean, uh, to be frank, it was a 10 minute scene. I mean, oh, I found this Paul. It's amazing. Oh, (laughs) he really had to go. It's filling my bladder. It was so, a long thing. Yeah, it very much was. So, synopsis here from someone called uh, Lisa Inderl on IMDb says, A group of teenage summer campers and one counselor share the stories of their first sexual experience when avalanche traps them in a cave. And yeah, that's what that movie is, basically. Yes. <laughs> so, should mention before we get into our thoughts on this, this is the fourth and final of Troma's sort of initial sex comedies that they did. They did three before this, Squeeze Play from 1980, Waitress from 1982, and Stuck on You from 1983. But this film's kind of important in their history because uh, I feel like this is sort of a jump-off point for what 
sort of becomes the trauma formula, even though they go into horror, just just sort of the way this movie's done is kind of what they do with their in-house productions going forward. So, mm. yeah. So first we'll go to Paul. What, what are your sort of initial thoughts on this one? It's a fun film. I didn't watch this film before. Like I've seen Squeeze play. I've seen the other traumas. I actually haven't seen this one. So it was so familiar to me the first turn. I was like, I know this film. What the fuck? And then I watched it. I was like, Troma Productions. Like, oh, here we go. You know? <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, sometimes sex comedies can be a little bit like, oh, God, we're doing sex comedies. I've seen one before. You know, that kind of thing. And then Troma showed up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be different. And then it was. It was fucking crazy. Then you had the, the guy shooting fucking you know, selling Coke and selling this and selling sex toys and selling. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in for the ride. Let's go. Let's go. I was, I was very happy with the film. I'm not going to say this is a film I can rewatch every, every time, but I was still happy with the film. Very good. Awesome. Daniel. Uh, first time watch for me. This was <laughs> super juvenile, uh, yep. raunchier than I expected. Uh, a lot of fun, goofy, silly, deeply stupid fun relatively painless to sit through you know there's a lot of kind of good stuff here uh i like the uh this kind of um quartet format where you know you do kind of have several different narratives nothing really wears out its welcome which is nice about that none of the interior stories are all that original (laughs) you know which is kind of the you know there's nothing original here but uh this this is one i guess it's a little bit late for the for the drive-in era, but I could see this as being like a, like a perfect kind of drive-in. You're not really paying attention to a kind of movie mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, something that would just kind of exist in that kind of early VHS era. Yeah, no, uh, I probably won't watch this again anytime soon, but this was definitely a, a goofy fun watch. So I uh, recommend it for sure. This is very much like if you think you've seen raunchy sex comedies from the 80s, this, pro- this movie tries to outdo all those, basically, is, is what this is. Um, <laughs> it borders on softcore porn uh, in several segments. Like, honestly, it, it's basically just gags broken up by softcore porn. I, I, was, I was really expecting you to give me the, you know, you're big and hard and warm, and you should go a foot further down because you're in my belly button. That should have been the, uh, the, the intro <laughs> yeah. for me. You know? <laughs> uh, this, this is, so I, I was saying this This basically sort of goes with what the trauma formula going forward is, where it's so packed with gags and gross-out shit that it's it's basically throw everything to the wall and see what sticks kind of idea. I, I, th- I think it's kind of neat that it's an anthology film. Like, you don't really see sex comedies that are anthology films, really. And that's kind of what this is, even though, you know, basically all these people are just virgins, like, making up stories about the first time they had sex. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, you got to kind of think that at least something along the lines of their stories actually happened to them because they're so disparaging towards the actual characters in some parts that it's like you would never lie about that, you know? <laughs> well, I, I feel like there's a, there's a certain degree of, like, the, the characters are sort of telling the story, and so it sort of highlights... A, a sort of version of these events that is, uh, you know, highly, you know, biased towards the narrator. But yeah. at the same time, like the filmmaker who is like turning it into a movie is then twisting against that and giving like counter narratives th- within each person's story. And I can sort of interpret that as being like, this is how the uh, other people listening to the story are kind of imagining things are actually happening, you know? Well, yeah, that's, that's a thing. You know? 
that's the thing, because once they get trapped in this cave, everybody in this little group seems super into hearing about how these people had sex the first time. Like, they're, like, mm-hmm. really into it. Yeah. Uh, I like to think it's slow oxygen they're starvation. Villains, so they're, they see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. all life is slow oxygen starvation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, uh, so, yeah, it's like, it's like a gag-a-minute formula. A lot of the humor here is body fluid forward, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, there's ejaculation jokes, piss jokes, which is something trauma does in almost every movie going forward. Mm-hmm. Fart jokes, double entendres, a mile a minute. So it, it's one of those ones where I think the ratio of gags to actually being funny actually fairly works. Like, I found myself chuckling quite a few times watching this, you know? Like, I, I thought it was pretty good. And... It's not remotely politically correct. Like, there's some no, stuff. that's like, good. Yeah. Uh, like, this this movie makes no pretenses about uh, about what it is. There's just one sequence in this film where, where the this uh, this group of possibly gay black muggers assault a white woman, <laughs> and and it's they're trying purse. to steal her purse. Yeah, and oh, it's they say that's my purse. Uh, very very effeminate black men. You know, and then our and then our hero wa- wanders in with a pizza in clan robes, which you know, like, where he's accidentally put this on as a Halloween costume. Um, you know, because it's 1983 and nobody, uh, you know, got that joke. I, I love the fact that it's so good because you're laughing, trying to tell the joke of the story in the movie. That's a joke, and that means it worked because you guys. No, it. Both- it it, it, it's, it, I love that. It's it, so it good. Broadly, I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that South Park is going to like, kind of pick up fifteen years from now and do a, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a slightly more nuanced version of this gag. It's, it's so it's the thing about all the humor in this film is it's so fucking absurd that even like the stuff that on its face would probably be offensive today. It's like mm-hmm. if, if you're actually offended by it, you're probably reading a little too much into the but, like for instance like let me just give you an example if anybody's offended by blazing saddles you're a moron mm. you know what i mean yeah. it's supposed to be offensive to make the joke of what is being offensive by like that's the point you know what i mean like it's the, not the humor, yeah. yeah the humor here is like I, I would say broadly on the same level of blazing saddles in the, in the sense that it's this stuff's so stupid like and it's, the, it's yeah, it's just ridiculously stupid, and laugh at it because there you go. I, I'd, I'd argue Mel Brooks is a far better writer than whoever. <laughs> yeah. no, Bla- Blazing God. Saddles has like a satirical edge to it that this doesn't have. You know, there's no, there's no like commentary about well, I mean, anything will, in this. I will but, say you know. there are people that are literally are offended by Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are bits of Blazing. I mean, we don't have to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, but it's just it's it's dumb to be offended by anything. I like that. It's just stupid. It's satirical. It's supposed to be made fun of. That's the point. But uh, I, w- I would say, like, this is, in some ways, it's kind of like the quintessential 1980s sex comedy, ambition-wise, because it doesn't give a fuck, and it's, like, really pushing that R rating. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going... It is, for- and I, I will... I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna have to... I'm gonna go fucking fisticuffs with Lee now, because we're gonna fight, because that's what happens yeah. when, you, when you disagree. You fight. It's not true trauma, though. I because disagree. trauma now, now trauma. Well, she, they would have had Michelle Bauer in there naked like all the time. Well, they couldn't afford they couldn't afford Michelle yeah, Michelle Bauer because she was that fucking good, but because she is yeah. fucking fantastic. But like even when even like oh I'm sorry I puked in your punch, she would have threw up everywhere like buckets of vomit. Well, this like on on like the prom queen and prom king. 
because that's what trauma does now. They go well, that they, level. That's, that's what they chaos. do now. Yes. Uh, they didn't have the money here. Yeah, like, no, no, no. You know, but they, they, that, yeah, but I love the fact that like you said this is the foundation of trauma. What it is now, I love that. Yeah, and I mean, you brought up Michelle Bauer, so that like that's a super attractive woman who's porn star quality, sort of attractive. Mm-hmm. The sort of expected attractiveness you have for women. Mm-hmm. All the women in this are really attractive, but they're very varied in the way they look, which is something I appreciated this. Like you mm-hmm. got the one, you got Sheila Kennedy, the one legit penthouse playmate here, or pet or whatever that she is. That penthouse is, pet, get it right, sir. I'm sorry. Get it right. I, I I didn't really that wasn't my dirty magazine that I read. So that, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't read but, anything in magazines. I just look. I don't know what you're talking about. Words. You didn't read them for the articles? What the Yes, but no, but <laughs> but she's like obviously like the super supermodel version that you would see in a lot of these sex comedies. But everyone else is just like you know amateur actors. Yeah, they look like people. They look like yeah. people, like attractive people, people. But they look people like people. Are good. Yeah. I like yeah. people. Mm. Lots of man ass in this. Lots of very pale man ass. Yeah, I love man ass. Yeah, that's why I like oh, Sleepaway I mean... Camp so much. It's a sausage <laughs> fest. <laughs> Also, the, uh, uh, the 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 young man uh, masturbatory technique in the in the uh, in the in the bed there thrusting yeah. upwards into the sheets. Yeah, um, something tells me he 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 needs to uh, you know learn 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 better techniques. You know, and like I understand <laughs> you when you're young and you just discovered masturbation. Yeah. You know, I I understand. I'm just saying, like he he needs he needs someone to kind of. Help him out to uh, to you know use your he hand, buddy. He yeah. needs to slow his roll down a little bit. <laughs> slow your roll a little bit there because mom and dad ain't gonna buy a new bed there, Charlie. It's just like, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, you're you're burning out your rotator cuff, buddy. Just slow down. I mean, this is also like just I think quintessential in a way where it's like the most 1980s kind of sex comedy you can kind of see just because of the fashion. Yeah, just so 1980s fashion and hairstyles that it's almost painful. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I love that. And I like the fact that they're building on the I don't know awkwardness of everything. Mm-hmm. They are building on that awkward I don't fucking know what I'm doing shit. And I like that. I think everything's good. I like the fact that the, the camp counselor is, is getting double penetrated in the fucking bowling alley as a first <laughs> talk. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. There you go. Good. And she's bored by it. She's being she's fu- bored by it. Yeah. Oh, she's being double penetrated by two twins. Yeah. <laughs> In a bowling alley. <laughs> well, and and based on the writing, at first you think like you know it's 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 like a sort of visual metaphor for you know like it's unclear about whether she's saying like he's twice the man this other guy was. <laughs> you know, is twice the and man. it literally is like oh yeah, I got <laughs> I got I got railed by twins on a bowling uh, on a lane in a bowling alley like that's well, yeah, a, she, uh, does, you know. uh, she does kind of speak in about them in sort of like a singular way. Doesn't yeah, she? yeah, yeah. No. I think that's again like where where it's almost like the dialogue is doing one thing and the and the images are doing something slightly different. I think there's an interesting there's an interesting dynamic. I, I don't know how like thoughtful it is, mm. but it's kind of an interesting experience to watch. Well, it yeah. does kind of give there there is a there is a narrative tension. There's a, well, there's there a are there, there is a lot of artistic weird vibes in this film, especially towards the end when they all kind of congregate together and you know, do their little bit there that free yeah. themselves. But they you have know, orgy? Very orgiastically, artistically, <laughs> you know. Uh, so. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, so so they're trapped in the cave. They've all told their stories. They all realize that they're all fucking virgins. And and then there's this threat that, oh, the cave's going to, you know, they're, they're going to die in the cave. So they're all, like, huddled up against each other. 
And then suddenly, you see them all huddled up without any clothes. All of a sudden, where it was almost it almost goes into like fantasy territory in a way. Mm-hmm. And we're back to conquest. It's, people. it's the end of it's the end of Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. <laughs> all <of a> sudden. <laughs> right, right, right. Or, or conquest, yeah. Could yeah be. Or we're, we're going conquest, people. Or or Zardoz, Zardoz, Zardoz. 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 No, yeah. we cannot have handle that cod piece in this film. You do better. You just slow your roll there. I right? would like to imagine, like in in the remake of this, that you know one of those guys tells the story of you know like it was the post apocalyptic future. I was wearing a giant cod piece. <laughs> the gun is great. good. The penis is evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of awesome if they had actually like spoofed Zardos in this film just out of the blue. Those I mean, like- you could you could do a version of this where you just go like really far out there, you know, with with what's going on with this. No. But yeah, so they have the they have their orgy and shit, and it's kind of. It's, it's this movie. I think it's just kind of like weirdly progressive by mistake because there's like no rape in the film, really. No, and there's the, the, the I was gonna say that I was actually like poking my wife. Look, no rape, and then suddenly uh, the guy tries to rape Mona. Well, he there, tries, you know, but he, fa- he tries, failed. but he fails. But you know, like it's it's a pretty you know like it's and then she's like, oh no, I'll go sleep with the nerdy guy and the penthouse pet. Like yeah. that's the you know, no, like, you know that's the, how that works. The, the film. The film punishes scumbags. Like it, it really it does. does. It does. Yeah. It does. So it's it's weird that way. And then of course you could argue some sort of like uh, semi homosexual uh, kind of thing with the orgy in the end there. Hey, it's not <laughs> gay as long as you keep your socks on. <laughs> it's, it's not gay unless the tarantula walks across your penis. Oh, I'd pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before a couple times, but I was pleasantly like surprised revisiting it. Just how like interesting it was a lot of these movies if you look at like 1990s softcore stuff like you look at like your bikini car washes dinosaur island stuff like that you have softcore scenes but the shit in between them are just like boring and they're not well written yeah funny this at least has something interesting going on actually it's it's actually more more entertaining than the softcore scenes that's the point even the stuff that fails like even the gags that don't hit at least you can see they're trying for something and yeah. and and then i i just like it it's like it's got a charm to I, it i felt like the stuff at the camp was a little bit like yeah i don't care yeah, yeah. i was like, i was enthralled there were there the were a couple out. of good gags there there's like the um like where they're uh, making the uh uh, they've got to do the uh, the sculptures, you know, which I thought was a kind of a neat little, neat little bit. Yeah. You know? yeah, they pull the blanket off that black chick who's just all of a sudden posing, and then immediately you see like half of them are like trying to form tits from, right. <laughs> from their clay. Um, Every time Melvin was on, I was enthralled. That's quite the performance. Like you, you got to give it to that guy. Like he's only had a handful of movies. But that's a pretty brave performance because he just goes super gross. Like, I mean, th- this guy's got a face for a fucking radio and a voice for silent movies, and yeah. he still doesn't. Yeah, he's done up with zits on his face, and for some reason, we're supposed to believe that uh, the Michelle character finds him super attractive, and her parents are okay with him too because he's so charming. I I, I kind of got the I kind of got the uh, impression that he was supposed to be like super wealthy. And that was the, you know, like, it doesn't matter what, it's kind of like one of those, like, American psycho things, where, like, yeah, you can murder anybody as long as you're, like, a rich-ass Wall Street asshole. Uh, I, like, I can't that, imagine that it was that like, sort of that's thing. That's actually, like, reality, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kinda is, yeah. 
I kind I kind of got I kind of got a uh, like a Monty Python um in the meaning of life vibe you know where you the know like the, the guys like you know uh, throwing up in the middle of the uh, the fancy restaurant but because oh, I can't eat another bit fuck off I thought exactly. that little thin waffer <laughs> because he's fucking like he just goes for it like with gross shit he's eating those fucking chickens and shit and he's just yeah, yeah. shoving it in his mouth and putting it through his fucking hair and slicking his hair back with the fucking chicken guts and shit like all right dude. I, I, I got to give it to you. That's you got to you got to think salmonella pom- pomade. That's the uh, you know. <laughs> oh shit! I think my favorite sequence is the one with Sheila Kennedy in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think it's probably the most true to '80s sex comedy kind of thing. You know, yeah. on the beach, hot chick kind of stuff. It's probably the one that you can see expanded into a full film. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I mean, we've seen this movie before. It's nice to see the like ten minute version of it, you know. But yeah, you know, th- this is one where you you could see the full the full extended version of that. Yeah, uh, although you know, dude says, "Oh, so me and my brother went to to, to the Caribbean." It's like that's clearly not. That's clearly not that. <laughs> well, it really, what it is is a fucking beer commercial, man. Like particularly yeah. like a beer commercial. They they're literally it's literally like you know. They're just sitting at the beach, and then you know, like there are a bunch of like women like talking about like, oh no, he, he he's gonna rail me tonight instead of uh, the other girl or whatever, you know. And you know, they're all just kind of dancing and partying, and he's like sitting and making out with one girl. And I mean, it's literally like you live inside a beer commercial. And I mean, there is that sort of like logic of you know, well, if since this is sort of we know this, we later learn, you know, that this is a a fantasy version of this is you know, this is a big lie. Totally makes sense that that's kind of the version he tells. You know, that's 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 the kind of like, oh yeah, I went on, uh, I went to the beach with my brother, my older brother, when I was younger. Kind of story that you tell if you were, you know, seventeen years old and a virgin and didn't have a, uh, a large respect of life. You know, there's that that whole line of chicks at, at the beach who start singing along to the soundtrack and yeah. start dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it breaks the fourth wall, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, the film does kind of do that, do that uh, in, a, in a couple of a couple of different ways. So yeah, mm-hmm. no. I was right into it as soon as Tito came out and said, "The plane, the plane." <laughs> and then you have the, I was like, I was like, I'm done, I'm done now. And you got you got the big fat guy with the fucking uh, metal detector, and he finds another metal detector in sand, which was yep, yep. <laughs> that's a pretty fucking good metal detector to find it that deep, though. You know, yeah. that's, that's you know, it's pretty deep, yeah. Only the best here. So going just in that segment on the soundtrack, uh, I, I do want to mention. Uh, so one of the bands on the soundtrack, most of them are just like nobodies. It's just like Trauma found a studio with studio musicians. And they recorded some shit and did it under a name, basically. Mm-hmm. Kind of. But one of the bands on the soundtrack is Shrapnel, which is the first band that uh, Dave Orndorff uh, from Monster Magnet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, is in. And I can't find that fucking Sleepover song anywhere on studio version. I, I, I do have a live version of it that I found. But uh, it pisses me off to no end because it's kind of a moans esque kind of thing kind of came from the same scene which i just really like <laughs> so yeah, no. it, it pisses me off that i can't fucking find it this was this is not the first and nor will it be the last time that we have frustrations with low budget films and their soundtracks yeah um, but uh amateurs <laughs> overall i just i really like this film like it, it, it's fun it, it's it's not something I watch all the time or anything like that, but it's like if I put it on, I can watch it and enjoy it just because mm. it's, it's really, it really is charming. It really is charming. Yeah. 
It, it has it has a charming quality to it. Like I said, I'm not gonna watch it over and over again or anything, but I could put it on and not, not have a problem with it. Uh, it's definitely a party mm-hmm. film. Definitely a film if you know someone into genres like this or trauma. Oh, if you want to see a trauma film, here you go. <laughs> Feast your loving eyes on this and see what you think. You know that kind of thing. And if you like this, then we get some sick shit afterwards. I do have a question for you guys, though. So, uh, would, would you guys eat cave donuts? I would eat anything that comes out of an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not only donuts, but like Popeye's chicken and all kinds of stuff. Like this guy, like like apparently it's like a really um, delicate noise ecosystem down there, like the slightest. And yet this guy has very clearly carried a whole lot of food down there. Yes, you know this is just what I keep for like a for like a little snack. For yeah, down, side you know. I so. one time I remember we were we were playing in this field once in this uh, giant mound pits of dirt and stuff and i found a snickers bar it was still wrapped and i was like it's a king size snickers bar i'm not getting this up so i unwrapped it and i ate it and it was good fuck it <laughs> I, I don't get why what he was planning for though because this is supposed to be the last day of camp well you don't understand how much food he ate before that i, I guess not because it's the last day of camp but like all the activities and it, it makes it feel like you're in the middle of the summer he must have been a Boy Scout because Boy Scout is BP. Be prepared. Be prepared for a buffet with six course meals. I like to think he like planned this whole thing. He was kind of like like you know oh, he no, had it all rigged. If you know? I trap these suckers in here, I'll fuck one of them. His uh, fart. His fart was intentional. He's the secret villain of this fucking. So what, you're, what you're saying is secret heroes. It's oh, actually a evil rape uh, drama. Is what you're saying? Like yeah, it's yeah, an no, evil. No. It's not a sex yeah, it's, comedy. It's, it really, really, what this is is it's the usual it's suspects dr- in yeah, sex it's comedy. Yeah, it's a criminal form, drama. You know? Is where we. Oh shit! Like there's a whole there's like, there's a scene at the end where like he starts walking off <laughs> off camera and then suddenly he starts walking more normally and then yeah. like oh, it yeah. pans <laughs> up and then it turns out that he's actually you know like the uh, you know he's you know, he's Officer Do- Doofy from fucking scary movie. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he he his fart that started the cave in was all planned. Yes, it was all planned. <laughs> just so he could get those two women to give him. a He look. won the chili cook-off just to have this happen. Yes, <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that head cannon. That, that makes the movie very sinister, but you know, <laughs> especially since like that's like the one kind of like likable character. He's like the one actor who, you know, especially when yeah, he, like, and he's the one with two girls kissing him down all the way to his dick at the end. He's like, <laughs> I got it all. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, like, I think all the actors in this are actually pretty good. Even yeah. like the one timers who just have bit parts, they kind of pull off the sort of goofy charm of this thing again. Going back to like 1990s softcore sex comedies where the acting is generally really bad and you just want to really skip right to the sex scenes. Here it's like, I actually like these characters and I want to see what they're saying and doing. It helps right. that they're not asked to do all that much and most of what they're asked to do. Like the, like the world is so kind of big and, over, and, and cartoonish mm-hmm. that you know it kind of papers over any kind of weaknesses in performance because you, know, you can just kind of play it off as like, oh yeah, well, you know. What do you expect? Yeah. Think shit. <laughs> uh, so, we have anything else we want to bring up about this, or uh... Uh, the Annie story? We didn't uh, kind of mention that one. Um, and this is the one where the the uh, the home invader kind of comes in and tries oh, yeah. to uh, 
take her, you know, he, he puts a butter knife to her, to her neck. And then, uh, you know, turns out he really just wants some milk and cookies and not, yeah. uh, and not, you know, lascivious or metaphorical way. He actually is just hungry. Um, and then she takes him to the barn and, uh, in the telling of the tale, she describes, you know, oh yeah, and, he, and then he like ripped my clothes off and ravished me. But in the version that we see on screen, uh, it's the other way around. And uh, yeah. I thought that was a, a neat little, uh, a neat little reversal there. You know that it actually totally reminds me of something I epically failed on when I talked about redneck zombies because there's a part where the guy's selling the hooch from door to door, and he Ooh. walks in. The one guy, the girl's duct taped, crying. The guy's like sharpening knives next to her, like poking her and stuff. <laughs> the other guy comes out completely covered in blood with an apron. And he's like, oh, you're late. I'm sorry I'm late, but here's your hooch. Okay, bye. And just shuts the door and walks off. The girl's like, what the fuck? Get over here. I'm like, totally forgot to mention that. I am so sorry. Holy fuck. Jesus. That's a good part. It just totally reminded me of that. So sorry about I mean, fuck Annie. But like, you know, I just remember that. I would fuck Annie. Yeah. I would fuck everybody. She, I think Annie's the hottest one, except for Sheila Kennedy. You know, I know. Yeah. Actually, I like Michelle. She looks goofy and like she'd take it in the ass and like ass to mouth the whole night. Like she looks like I that think kind I of think girl. everyone in the film looks like they take it ass to mouth. Yeah, you know what? And that maybe that's why I like the film so much. That Donnie guy, he'd look like he'd do ass to mouth. I like that. Yeah, yeah. They all they all looked like they were pretty open to stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was say if they made the whole film now. In 20, uh, 2019, it was the three guys would be in one part of the cave and the two girls would be the other part of the cave and they'd just be doing their thing. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty. And then they, they'd swap, they'd swap back, swap, swap back. Pretty much. Well, I mean, there's there's almost a scene here where there's some lesbian stuff almost happens where it's like, uh, and it's again in the Annie sequence where they're all having the like the slumber party or whatever. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like there's there's a there's a straight up girl girl kiss and you know very nearly a kind of like more aggressive like uh, muff kiss kiss with tongue. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the you need to okay. We're gonna turn the lights off. Whoever jacks off first is the fucking winner of the. <laughs> it remind. I, I told I told Lee. I said this guy from the the Navy. He told us a story about the cracker game where five guys get around this cracker and he always changes the end of the story where whoever comes on the cracker first either loses or wins and then the loser or the winner gets to eat the cracker or not eat the cracker. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucking cracker, I'd be lying on the floor waiting to catch all you motherfuckers first. That's what I'd be doing. We learn a lesson from this film, don't we? If you actually jerk off in a woman's food and she eats it, she's going to be all over you. Well, here's yeah, the thing well, is, you know. I would like to tell you, I'm just, I'm not going to say who and how many times. That's a lie. <laughs> because I've came in numerous people's food and none of them have no won sex, it afterwards. No, sex no. From it, no. no, they don't know about it to this day. Even my mom. But still, nobody. Oh, shut the fuck up. But nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's I mean, not true. speaking speaking of that, I mean, uh, in in the uh, in the story in uh, Henry's story, like he has sex with a girl, and then she doesn't come, and then she's like, "Yeah, no," like he's like, "Oh, why didn't you come?" Or you know, you, you didn't seem like you had a great time. And she's like, "Oh, you got to do it with something else." And then she like she has him go down on her, like I mean, he eats some cream pie, you know, which is yeah. you know like. Again, progressive yeah. move it, for 1983. That is very, very progressive. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, what is this? Is this like a 1970s sex education video all of a sudden? It's like, you know, sometimes the women will not come from uh, intercourse. Yes. So you, you will have to stimulate her with your mouth. With a jack saw. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 weird to like how crazy this film is, and yet at the same time, it's like kind of sensible about sex and stuff. It's well, like, I, I, I like the fact that it's it's like innocently juvenile, but yeah. yet crazily stupid at the same time. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Screwballs in terms yes, of yes, uh, it it's in terms of the 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 juvenilia, mm-hmm. you know, the the level of the humor. But it's say, it's say better. Juvenilia, but it's, one more time. Juvenilia. Well, that, sounds kind of, that, that sounds kind of naughty. It does. Yeah, it does. I like it. It sounds, it sounds really, it sounds arrestable. It's what it sounds like. <laughs> Juvophilia? Juvophilia, is that what yeah. we're going? Well, that makes it even worse. Yeah. yeah. You just, you took it that, so, that next it's a level. Jeffrey, it's a Jeffrey Epstein, you know, moment yeah. there, you know? We just went totally how did, Joe Biden. How did, how did you lose your virginity? Well, I was on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's no. over There so were a bunch thousand. of billionaires. Yeah. Over so many thousand feet, juvenilia doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get in international waters. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah, DVD info for this. There is a region-free DVD. There's actually multiple DVD versions of this, but your best bet is actually going directly to TraumaDirect.com, where you can just buy it from them, and you'll get mm-hmm. probably the best version. But you can also get this on Rare Lust on YouTube, uh, Amazon Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime has it. Uh, it's a free watch I've, always been, I've always had a really good luck with uh, trauma films on um, eBay. So de- definitely check out eBay. Yeah, do do that too. Although I, they they might be bumping the prices for this stuff because I don't think it's been released in a while. And there's a no uh, blu A lot of stuff on eBay, like in Troma, I've bought for five bucks or less. Yeah. Uh, Troma is selling this for like nine bucks on Troma Direct. So, That's not sure. bad though. That yeah. is fucking mm-hmm. cheap as shit. And then you you support Troma directly, and mm-hmm. they might send you really cool stuff with your package, like like stickers and postcards and shit. I like think that, they so. generally do that. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty. Yeah, that's awesome. That so yeah. My only question is, how do we get to episode 172 and just now do a trauma film? How did, <sighs> how did that happen? I don't is know. First, is this our first trauma film? It's our first trauma film. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that that means you have failed as a as a host. I'm sorry. I, uh, the podcast is over. Sorry. I'm guys. done. I actually this, this is my last. Uh, last <laughs> Paul time. retires. I retire now. I uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did kiss my granddaughter. I gotta go. It's a good run, but you know. I, I, I'm um, sorry. So uh, again, Vincent D'Onofrio's film debut is Lobotomy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> basically, basically playing. Uh, Private pile. <laughs> That's kind of what he's, <laughs> he's he's got about five lines, and uh, you know, you, there is there, there is that thing of when you watch these movies, and there's like one guy who turns out to be like, oh yeah, he's going to go on to have like a really long career, and he you can usually it. tell. You can usually yeah. tell. <laughs> the one trivia thing, and this apparently comes from the commentary of Lloyd Kaufman. If you listen to the DVD, apparently Madonna originally auditioned for the part of Annie Goldberg, but she mm. rejected. So there she you go. Was rejected they said no to Madonna rejected. in nineteen eighty three. My God. I guess her, you know, that's and before she, that's before she was I mean, that's you know, you that was know. before like a virgin and all that stuff. Right? I mean, where did her career Pretty go? Much. Yeah, I mean imagine imagine, you know <laughs> actually where would her career imagine how big she could be if she had been if she had gotten that little leg up there, you know. I was gonna she, say, like like if she went to this, maybe we would never have had to heard her fucking shitty voice ever again. That'd be so good. Well, that, that's the kind of thing. Like, would would this have like sunk her recording career? She got naked on screen for. I hope her. so. Yeah, the sex I, book you know, didn't given, do shit. 
Given Madonna's like kind of kind of early years, I, I I imagine that wouldn't have uh, wouldn't. Have, I mean, she had already done nudity and like she had done like nude modeling before. Right. I I that. will say that like like a virgin. If you actually hear like like a virgin, so, like she's changed a lot over the years. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, the she's way no her... longer a virgin. Well, no, she wasn't a virgin when she said that. But like the way she her she wasn't. She very she very sounds very like very very teen poppy. And then she has just changed to something else because yeah, it's almost like she's like sixty years old. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like in the in that short little span of like five or six years, her her when she first came out to where she was, she actually changed quite a bit. Oh yeah, no, she she's really like, started doing David Bowie in that way, where she's like constantly transforming herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I'd still argue David Bowie's way way better. He's dead though. Uh, he's still way, way better. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything better than that, bitch. You, yeah. can bring his cor- you can bring his corpse, you can dig him up and put him in a fucking recording studio, and I'd still say he's probably better than Madonna's making these days. But My question is, what if Madonna had been in a trauma film, and, like, and then she hit it big? Would that have, What would that have done to trauma if that they'd had like, a Madonna movie to, that, uh, that to rest on? You know? uh, well, here's the thing. Trauma has acquired films with uh, stars in their first roles. I believe Troma released the one that Kevin Costner was in, which mm-hmm. was a comedy, and they re-released that m- multiple times. So they, they would have made a lot of bank off of fucking Madonna. Is basically yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in that role. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good, you know, you know, Madonna orgy, orgy, we should say. You know. Orgy, yeah. Madonna getting penetrated. In I, will, I, I mean, I will say one more time. It just, I've said this before and I've said this again. There's so many people you can argue this and whatever, but there are so many people that say, I don't like horror. I don't like horror movies. I don't like this. All horror movies are crap. If you really look back through the eighties and seventies, generally, I'm going to say 90% of the people that are major stars today, especially all started in fucking horror films. Or a sex comedy, something like that. Yeah. You know? So yep. if you don't like that, well, guess what? Without without horror, them starting, you wouldn't have most of the films you like today. So go fuck <laughs> yourself. All right. Buddy? Well, and then and, and here here's where we're gonna land on this. You know, in 20 more years, uh, you're gonna say the same thing about YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Every everybody would have started on YouTube in, yeah. in 20 or 30. Yeah. Yeah. I wish but, none of us started on YouTube. I think yeah, YouTube that, wasn't a thing. That, that's incredibly sad compared to. Them starting in like a, some low budget horror if, movie. If it wasn't for they must be destroyed on site, most of these people that we know today wouldn't be here. That's <laughs> true. We're we're gonna start like bringing actors on to do like <laughs> guest hosting gigs. Yeah, and they're gonna end up being Oscar winners in thirty years. It's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Greg Bylosky got a start on They Must Be Destroyed on Site, and look at him now. He's making millions, and he won't return our calls. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I think next time <laughs> we stretch this one out. Okay, we made this happen. All right, we're good. Yeah, yeah we did. This, this is all us. Yeah, we we stretched it out like we were, you know, uh, like in a cave we're cat- or- having an orgy. Clay, like we were. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah we, we've spread the clay. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, uh, promotional material there, and Popeye's chicken, actual Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was that was that was a surprise. You know, and randomly had like a big cheese wheel as well. Actually, I love the Yagersist cheese wheel because that's all Swiss cheese from Yagersist. I was like, oh my god, you have why do you have a whole fucking cheese wheel, Swiss cheese? 
Although I will say that's something you would probably see in a cave being aged in a cave. Yeah, that, that, no, oh, maybe that's how it Rossmore started. Cheese. He yeah, like Rossmore found cheese. it. He like found the 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 wheel of cheese and then went like, oh, I got to get some some more snacks down here to go with my cheese. <laughs> well, now I need crackers. Now I need dry yeah. meat. Now I need some. Now we're gonna have to get some Popeyes. We got to get some donuts and so you know, yeah. Like, holy now, this whole wheel of cheese has completely ruined my idea now. We gotta go back to the store. <laughs> Just and then he doesn't bring any beverages down. Like literally, no. the only water they have is like one person has a canteen. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> oh god, <Yeah. laughs> we didn't even talk about the you know the the guy who's like claims to be the big coxman, right? And then like it turns out he's just reading the stuff off his hand. And it's like get her nice and wet, and then he like dumps a bottle, <laughs> bucket of water over. Her. <laughs> like, there you go. Because when I was like like nine years old, that's what I thought that was too, and it's like very it's. Like, <laughs> like this very very like you, like you gotta like you gotta get her wet like get it like you have to give her water like is that how that works yeah like, uh, like I like how his, I like how his last thing on his list is zingo yeah. zingo <laughs> yeah he's he's like this Eric Estrada motherfucker who yeah. it's just like I, I know what it takes I and I do admire the the level of body hair in this film particularly in those those like a handful of guys at the beginning it's like oh yeah well, I, I, would, some hairy I, motherfuckers I, I, I would have wished a little bit more body hair on the women I like that so. yeah well they didn't have a budget for fucking uh, yeah well you know just just go Google image search for Sheila Kennedy and uh, I think it'd be uh, very happy yes. Indeed, uh, I was doing research, and there are some yeah, points. I did a, I did a deep dive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh shit! Deep dive. Not, not as deep as uh, the character there who uh, got the fucker in the bed, but you know. Mm, well, you know, yeah. you don't know that. I, I guess not. I'm just speculating. What can I yeah. say? Uh, I do, I do real research for this, Lee. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't know where my research takes me when I do this. When I do these these episodes, well, she looks. Still has a career. Like she was. In she still has a career, and she still looks great. Honestly, yeah, she's like sixty-two or fifty, whatever. You know, yeah. No, she she looks great. One hundred and twenty-six. Now fit fifty-seven, and she's basically just. I wouldn't even say cougar. She's still a milf. She's just you know. Well, to yeah. mean, <clears throat> that's close to some of our ages. Yeah. No, it's, she's we're, we're old Ben. We're old Ben. It's fine. Yeah, uh, she was in Big Brother, uh, one of the yeah. Big Brothers. Big Brother Nine, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so enough of this nonsense. Uh, next time we're going to be doing California Dreaming from 1979. Cool. And that, that was a Jeff Williams uh, pick. Mm. So uh, Sandusky Point at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, also a thing on the list, Paul. <laughs> Where can people find you on the interwebs? PA Brew News, YouTube, and Twitter. Oil Paintings by P. Romali on Facebook. And when you do Oil Paintings by P. Romali on Instagram, please put underscores between the words. Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right. Awesome. Daniel, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Daniel Lee Harper. I do a podcast called, called I Don't Speak German. You can find a link below. Um, that is a podcast that is not about German people, but about Nazis and uh, modern Nazis and the terrible things they say in their safe spaces. Check that out if you are so inclined. Yeah. And you can find us at tmbdos.bobbean.com, or you can find our Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Facebook links. Join the Facebook group. Best way to find out what fuck's going on because half the time we don't know but when we find out we let you guys know <laughs> when jeff william tells us what we're gonna do that's <laughs> how we find out yeah it's kind of he's, he's 
it's like man if, if we had a if we had a patreon he'd be the paymaster at this point i kind of think like you know although you know join the patreon and uh you can get some like uh behind the scenes stuff like you know actually no you can't you have uh, a patreon no actually we don't I think so you fuck yeah well, you you thought you were missing out on stuff did you paul <laughs> Yeah, I make like a hundred bucks an episode to do this, Paul. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, where know. are my pennies, you son of a bitch? At least I get a free shirt that says I do this fucking podcast, and all I got was this free shirt. <laughs> you, I feel it, like I feel like that's a shirt we should provide to the to the guest host. You know, not that Paul's a guest host, but you know, I was on TMB DOS, and all I got was this fucking shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're done. Let's get the fuck out of here. This is stupid. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening thank you guys for joining me and we'll see you next time bye bye cheers
You have been listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For other episodes, our links to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and our Facebook group, as well as links to podcasts and websites of similar interest, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.